And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid, even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas because our help comes from the Lord. First, we come back. Uh Uh-oh. We come back to my testimony, part two of 265,000 parts. That's all. Hold on to your hats because some of this material is a little strange. That is the nicest way for me to say it. I don't understand every element of all the theology, but I know what happened, and I can report on that. We go to the law and the testimony, as we are told in Isaiah chapter 8, verse 20. Sometimes that means we need to listen and consider and be mindful of how awesome God is. Next, a second point and a huge word of caution. I don't think of my past, I already said this once and I'll say it every time I testify, I don't think of my past the same way that most people do. I subscribe to the Captain Kirk's theory of past life development. What I went through and what I did was wrong, dark, and evil, but I would not have come to the Lord without these events the way I did and in the power that I did. So I see them as the launching pad for the road to redemption. And finally, the last note, this sharing does not validate or invalidate anyone's theology, but it does not bow to anyone's theology. God extremely blesses me but I'm more like the demonic from the country of the garrison. Jesus told him to declare how much God has done for you, and so I'll do my best to share, but again, I'm still a little bit muddy from sleeping in the tombs. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, that's for sure. Spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. David, then that little at sign, the little A that has a little circle over it, at he must increase. That's the at, david at hemustincrease.org. I know. I really did that one well. You can also text us at 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Don't call that number, but you can text 214-210-8483, as well as you can call. So now I'm going to give you the call number, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Hey, when you call 972 472-445-0770. You get to talk to Captain Chris. Talk to Captain Chris. That's like knowing you get to sleep in. Oh, yeah. And then you will be... 
How good is that one, boy? That's so good, right? All right. Uh, bottom line, if you have uh, an opinion, a thought, a comment, or a question, you're welcome to ask us. You uh, can ask any question you want in regards to the Bible. I might have an answer. I might not. You can ask me most questions about pizza. I can probably answer those. We had Sergio ask a question about sports. I thought that was a great question. He's lucky he didn't ask me about Gordie Howe and the, and the Red Wings because I'd have gone on for the entire show on that one. Here's the bottom line to that. Your prayer requests, your praise reports, whatever you got going, you can share it. You can have your brothers and sisters pray with you or be blessed by something the Lord has done for you, or you can even answer trivia. Was it Adam or Eve who said to God, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid? Was it Adam or Eve who said to the Lord, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid? Who was it who said that? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david at he must org. The other thing I want to do is I want to make sure everybody's up to date. I uh, A couple things we do. We do want to pray for the audience. So let's do that now because there's many people in our audience that need the prayer, they need the health, they need the touch. So let's do that real quickly. We do have somebody calling in. We'll have them hang on while we pray for the audience. Father, we come before you right now with thanksgiving in our heart, with praise in our mouth. We so appreciate you. Your kindness is so wonderful. It's greater than we are. The kindness of God exceeds us. We just thank you, praise you for your graciousness, your continual graciousness. We pray for these people in our audience, the listening audience. We pray for the people they know. There are people that need physical touch. We're not sure how that will happen on the on your end. We don't know how you will bring that about, but we ask you to bring it about. Bring about healing into people's lives, that they may share that testimony. Let them be willing and ready to share as you move upon them by the power of your Holy Spirit, and you do so in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Okay, got somebody ready to answer the trivia? And here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Don. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> okay. That that sounded a little tapering off right there. It's like, I'm doing well, good. I'm, I'm driving. Oh, you got to be careful. The traffic is awful. And I shouldn't even be on the phone, but well, hey. Don't close your eyes while you're driving, okay? I will not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. I'll, I'll do okay. it quickly for you. But was it Adam or, Eve who's, Adam or Eve who said to God, I heard you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Adam. That is correct, sir! Yeah. You can take joy <laughs> on the road that you got it right and bless people because yeah. you did. Yeah. Yes, it did, and I'm, I'm listening to you all the way down from from Dallas to Austin. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Does it come yeah. in pretty clear? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's 770 is one of my favorite stations now. Yeah, it's a great it's, station. I, I can get it anywhere. I can get it anywhere. Yeah, I love it. I love that. I love it, and I love that Don keeps working on it. It's great that the Crawford family is a great family, so we appreciate them very, very yeah. much. Yeah. Awesome. You have a blessed weekend, brother. You too. Be safe. Don't don't let the road overwhelm you. <laughs> uh, <I> will not. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. All okay. right. God bless Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
All right. Here we go. All right. So get ready. That's all I'm going to say. Get ready. I don't have all these answers for you, so I'm, I'm kind of concerned how this is going to go, but we'll just go with it and see what happens. So the last place we left off, I think, on on me sharing my testimony had a little bit to do with my dad offering money uh, for me to go back to Detroit and so on and so forth. So I want to make a couple of quick statements and then go right into this next thing. So in Matthew 16, 13 through 16, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked you, what do you who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That question is the same question that's posed to you and to me and to every person that is existent in all of humanity. Who am I? Who do you say I am? Who do you say Jesus is? So when I had become a Christian, I made the decision, and I wanted everybody to know that I believe in Jesus 100%. And that even if I'm dumb, which I am, and do dumb things, which I do, it does not change what he has done for me or the love that he has for me. And one of the things that I've been able to do in the schooling, I just want to say this because this kind of fits right in, is I, I get the opportunity to talk to other people who are about to be doctors. We have this with the doctorate. We have this um, group that we get together and we talk and we kind of encourage one another, strengthen one another uh, with the different projects. And so a, a pastor who's uh, close to the doctorate like I am was asking, you know, what, you know, he's trying to reach young adults and was trying to get some different ideas. And it, it made me reflect on when I became a Christian. What was it about the gospel that 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 got a hold of me, even though I said yes, and I kind of took it on the fly and said, yeah, yeah, I'll take it. What was it that sparked my interest besides me sharing the story about the superheroes and so on and so forth? What was it that was really, that amazed me? And it was this. It wasn't the way the gospel was presented, because I could care less. It was that there was a message, and in that message was that Jesus loved me in spite of all my stupid. And that message, now listen to what I'm going to tell you, that message worked in me the ability to want to hear more. In other words, once I took that message in that I was loved, then my spirit was like, I want more. I want to understand more. And what the church has done successfully, partly, is communicated the love of the Lord, and then we often go behind it and give the church's second Ten Commandments or this group's thou shalt do's and thou shalt don'ts or whatever those cases may be. And what we failed to do is recognize that the message that Jesus had was one that drew people in. If he just got, I mean, I mean, if he just got up there and just told everybody their sins uh, off the top, we'll go along. If he just uh, telling people their sins off the top of their head, he would not have had the response that he did. But he didn't do that. He had compassion. He had mercy. He was gracious to people. He knew what a mess people were, and he knew that he could identify their messes. But but instead, he professed his love and his care for them and his willingness to sacrifice. Now, as that ministry advanced, so did those teachings, just like we talked about in the earlier segment, in the first half of the first third of the show. 
But the truth is, the love that Jesus expresses to us, not just expressed one time, but expresses to us continually, that opens us to hear more of what he has to say. Remember that when you're witnessing. I took that and started to grow in Scripture. When I come back, I'll tell you what the first major step was in that process. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself. I go down to the You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Once in a while, when I do the uh, radio hosting, I have this wonderful opportunity to talk to people that influence the church, that are a blessing to the church. Today is no different. I am honored and blessed, by the way, to have the opportunity to talk with Pastor Robert Morris. He is the founding and lead pastor of Gateway Church. He's a best-selling author. He's written some excellent material, but he has a new book out, which has the greatest title ever next to the Bible. The, the new book is called Take the Day Off, Please. That's all I ask for. The book is entitled Take the Day Off, Receiving God's Gift of Rest. Pastor Marshall, you're there with us. I am, David, and it is so good to talk with you today. I do want to let you know before we get going uh, that I was actually introduced to you by somebody at your church about a year ago. I was at a place called Inigen. And uh, somebody named Robert, who went to your church, he gave me your book, uh, you know, Beyond Blessed. And I had not uh, actually had the chance to engage on any of your material yet. I read that. It was a really timely book, which was really cool. Oh, and th- then I was able to go and get your book on the Holy Spirit, which I thought was one of the best pneumatology oh, books that I've read in, eight, in a long time. So just so that <laughs> you know, you. I really appreciate thank that. Thank you. I, I've, uh, I actually I came from a Baptist background. And um, and so I've actually had I have some friends that are uh, Dallas Theological Seminary. I have some friends that are Church of Christ, and I have some friends that you know just come from all sorts of different backgrounds that are not quote unquote Pentecostal charismatic. And again, that's not my background either. I went to Crystal right there in Dallas and to East Texas Baptist College before that. But anyway, I've had so many guys tell me that they really appreciated um, that book on the Holy Spirit, um, and they may not even agree with everything in it, but they appreciated the sensitivity and the way I handled the, yeah, the person it, of the Holy Spirit. You know, you so. did, it was a great job. I mean, I was born and raised Jewish. I became a Christian. I'm a, oh, I, I have a Baptist and a Pentecostal ordination. And <laughs> Baptist. Just, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Baptist. I'm a Calminian, and I'm a manifold millennialist. So <laughs> anytime you <laughs> want to sit great. there and talk about diversity, I'm there for you. The David Spoon Experience.
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we get ready to offer up our next trivia question. Who said to Aruna when he was buying a threshing floor, I insist on paying the full price. I will not take for the Lord what is yours and sacrifice a burnt offering that cost me nothing. What amazing Old Testament person said, I insist on paying the full price. I will not take for the Lord what is yours or sacrifice a burnt offering that costs me nothing. Who said that? Joanne and Cordelia have been sharp, 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 sharp. You like the pen? <laughs> like a Sharpie. Uh, if you think you know the answer, by the way, you can call in 972. So if you're calling, 972-445-0770. That's if you're calling. Again, if you're calling, 972-445-0770. If you're texting, 214-210-8483. All right? And then if you want to send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I also hold in my hand yet again more terrific humor just waiting to bless you as you go into the weekend. Did you buy that? Did you buy that? That's a good one, right? Do you think? Yeah? No? Did you like it? It was something. Okay. Well, anything is something versus nothing. Thanks a lot. Okay, here we go. Ready? They are short ones. Okay, but they're, they're funny. Okay. Christian doctor. Your recovery was a miracle. Christian patient. Thank God I don't have to pay you then. Uh, next joke. After the baby was baptized, her four-year-old brother was crying inconsolably in the back seat of the car. What's the matter, Johnny? asked his concerned mother. Johnny replied, the man said that he hoped our baby would be raised in a good Christian home. I just wanted her to stay with you guys. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Right? Is that a good one? That's a good one. Uh, okay. Uh, question. How do we know Peter was a fisherman? How do we know? How do we know? How do we know? By his net income. Get it, fisherman? Oh, that's a bad one. Uh, what happened when the cannibal bit off the missionary's ear? He had his first taste of Christianity. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, I got applause and a beep. All right, we'll end with this one. This one's funny. I know nobody's going to like this one but me, but I still have to do it. A man was beaten up by robbers on the road. He lay on the side of the road half dead. A humanist came along and saw him and passed by the other side. A bad priest came along and saw him and also passed by the other side. And finally, a modern Christian came along and looked at the man and said, whoever did this to you needs help. That is funny. <laughs> what you tell me. All right, here we go. Uh, trivia question. Which Old Testament fabulous, fabulous person, I will tell you this, royalty, royalty, said, I insist on paying the full price. I will not take for the Lord what is yours or sacrifice a burnt offering that costs me nothing. We should all be aware of that, that you don't offer something to the Lord that's not actually an offering, right? Somebody gives you a dollar and you give the dollar to the Lord. It's like, okay. 
I guess you didn't have to pay a dollar then, did you? Okay, uh, let's uh, remind you that if you want to reach out to us, 972-445-0770. Text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Let me get into this next phase. So I just mentioned to you, and I wanted you to understand that uh, I had become a Christian and the love of God had drawn me in. And being uh, where I was in my life at 17, not having uh, my mom and dad had gotten a divorce. So my dad was living on, on in one place. My mom and I were living in another. I went with my mom. And, uh, and that story gets real deep. And sometime I'll tell you that. But uh, the bottom line is she didn't do very well during the divorce. And, and I decided I just needed to help her. And, and so I just told her I'll go with her if she needed to, to get the break. And, and so that's what we did. And, but I didn't have a lot of uh, great um, role models as I was growing up. And so becoming a Christian became fascinating to me because then I could think of the best kind of parent and attribute that to God. That was one of my connections there. So we're going to take this person on the call. They're going to answer the trivia, and then I'll come back and tell you this next amazing thing that happened. And it was Amazing. So don't go anywhere. Ready for the call? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, Dr. David Spoon. This is Paul Bolt. Hey, Paul. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic, brother. Thank you for asking me. Good, good. I think I have the answer. I'm not 100% sure, but I think I have the answer to the trivia question. Okay, so I'm going to ask it, and if you get it wrong, I'm going to redirect you. And if you get it right, you'll get the bell. So get ready. Here we go. All right. All right, here we go. Okay. What famous royal person said, I insist on paying the full price. I will not take for the Lord what is yours or sacrifice a burnt offering that cost me nothing. Uh, I'm going to probably destroy his name, Ariana. Okay, now here's what I'm going to help you out. I want you to think of the kings of Israel and pick the best one. King David. That is correct, sir! (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. That's exactly how you get there. He would not offer to the Lord something that cost him nothing because of his heart to the Lord. He thought that was inappropriate. Fantastic. I don't want to I don't want to offer anything to the Lord that doesn't cost me anything. Either. Exactly. That's why it's a sacrifice. That's the whole idea. Exactly, brother. Okay, good. Good. Hey, David, I got a testimony for you. If sure. You don't mind. Absolutely. Fire um, away. So my older brother and my brother from another mother got baptized last week. Yep. And my little brother has been staying with me for a couple of days to take care of some business here in town. And I have convinced him to get baptized this Sunday. Wow. All right. You got to send me, you got to send me a link so I can put that up on our Facebook, but then I can also announce it because they did find you. Uh, in in the Facebook, and I want people to be able to see that, especially if you end up taking pictures. Dude, you're on okay. fire, and let the Lord just keep blessing you and keep doing it. D- just keep being there for the Lord, and the Lord is using you mightily, and it's wonderful to hear. Thank you, David. I appreciate that, and I'll, I'll go to your webpage or email or something and see yeah. if I can't send a link. Send me something so I can do Man. that. That'd be great. Absolutely. And listen, David, I absolutely love this ministry. I love your presentation. And some of those corny jokes that you say sometimes, I repeat those to my little niece who I'm discipling. 
and um, she, she just gets a kick out of them. So I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate this. Thank you so much, brother. That's very kind of you to say. All right, man. You have a good day. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. What a great bro. Right? All right. I'll tell you, the, 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 the absolute person that my jokes absolutely hates my jokes the most, my son. Isn't that terrible? Even Noelle, she thought the banana slippers one was just, like, legendary. She thinks that's hilarious. But my son, you have no sense of humor, Dad. And you know what I said to him? You know what I said? I said, I had you. <laughs> ah! That's right. <laughs> Tell me. All right, so we'll take an extra minute or two. I love shows like this. I love to teach it and then love to share. And just, like, it's just, you know, I'm living in my in my world right now. All right, so... I make this decision. I want you to catch up with me real quick. I make this decision to follow the Lord, right? I've already told my family I'm following the Lord. But keep in mind, I don't have a lot of great uh, role models whatever. So in my mind, I think, well, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it unto the Lord the best I can. Just like Paul and I were talking about it. So like, it's got to be a sacrifice. you got to try. you got to give it uh, some emphasis. And so one, t- one time I thought, you know, there's not enough boldness in my life for the Lord. I was, you know, kind of rather young in the Lord. And this is what happened. And when this happened, I'm telling you, it's just one of those bizarre things I'm just going to share with you. And I have no idea why it happened or how it happened in that capacity. But this kind of launched me into ministry. Did you get that? The, the ministry. So Billy and I, that's my brother who led me to the Lord, and then Bruce and Larry. So there were the four Jewish boys from Detroit who all became Christians within 30 days of one another, known as the Four Musketeers. Tommy Barnett used to make us stand up uh, during church stuff because we would talk and uh, talk over him. And then he would, like, have us stand up so we would be quiet. Okay, that was the only way to do it. Boys, stand up. You know, <laughs> 300 people in the class. Okay, now sit down and be quiet. You know, that's what he would do. Right? So anyway, we had a lot of uh, juice, a lot of energy, a lot of activity. So the four of us went to, uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, there was a band shell in a, in, El, in, El, uh, uh, in Canto Park. Okay, so in Canto Park's a park in Phoenix, Arizona, and they have a little band shell there, right? And then the people would rent that out and so on and so forth. So and I, don't, I don't think I shared this one yet. So we're all talking and like, look at that. Look, it's like a stage in the middle of the grass. You know, that's how stupid we were. <laughs> it's like, Whoa. You know, like an outside park thing. Wow, right? So I got up on the stage. Why? Well, that's how we were. <laughs> it's just like I got up on the stage. This is not a joke. And it was, I don't know, I mean, the sun was coming down a little, but I couldn't get some time between, I guess, 4.30 and 6.30 or 5 and 6.30 something. And you know what I started doing? I started preaching about the love of Jesus. You know what's amazing? I didn't know how to preach. So I just started talking loudly, <laughs> telling people. I was shouting, and there was nobody there when I started. I'm just going, Jesus loves us so much. I'm yelling, right? People started coming over to the band shell and sitting down and listening. And I'm just, I have no idea what I'm doing. Zero. I just want to make sure you know what's going on. I don't know what to do. I, I don't understand the functionalities of everything. 
the people just started coming and sitting down. I'm not talking about one or two. I'm talking about 25, 30, 35, 40 people. And I'm just sitting there going, Jesus loves you so much. He died for you. If you're a person that never had anybody love you, it's Jesus who loves you. I just kept going just like that. And people kept going. And then when I was done, because I probably went for about 20 minutes, I said, uh, and people clapped. <laughs> I was like, you know, and me and Billy and Larry and Bruce were like, what are we supposed to do now? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, we're leaving. Bye. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know to talk to anybody. We didn't know to do anything. Nobody ever told us. We don't. But the Lord was showing us, all of us, because Billy does music and, 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 and I do teaching. There's stuff that you're going to do that's going to draw people. I was like, okay, but we didn't even know it then. We look back on it now, and now we recognize what he was doing. Just like the disciples said, well, when Jesus did something, they would look back at it, and they're like, oh, that's what he was doing. Oh, that. It's like one of those kind of things. And it wasn't a good, believe me, it wasn't a good teaching. Trust me. But the subject matter is better than any subject matter you could ever teach. That Jesus loves us in spite of us. And that just like that drew me in to know more, that drew people I had never met in to want to know more and to listen. When you're trying to figure out how to witness or share, you don't have to know anything. But if you share a little bit about the love that you know Jesus has for you, you're going to make progress like you've never made before. That's important. Right. All right, we'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind destroying everyone and everything we find keeps the hungry giant. Keeps the This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. Banana! Wakabakawa's at Pride Run! 
Uh, what can you do? Well, you, you recognize as your brother that just hearing you say that I hoodwinked you is, of course, satisfaction for me alone. So it's not like I need something beyond that. I think that works for me. And it's on the air and it's recorded. Back to the dust with these. The David Spoon Experience. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple, and there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media, and on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section, and it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here's our next trivia question. Classic question. Which concerned mother said, this is the mother saying this, if Jacob takes a wife from among the women of the land from Hittite, the women like these, my life will not be worth living. Now, I just want to help you understand this. This person's name means captive or snare. Okay, that's what this woman's name means. And I really should do this justice by saying it with a little more of a Yiddish voice because it would just be a lot better. If Jacob takes a wife from among the women of the land, from Hittite women like these, my life will be worth nothing. Nothing. That that would be a little more accurate. Okay. <clears throat> I got to work on my Yiddish woman voice. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well as you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I'm going to send you to the website. Two things I do want to bring to your attention. attention. Of course, money is an issue. Plus... I need some prayer because I found out yesterday, and I was a little bummed. I didn't find out till late last night. So the professor that I've had my last three classes with, it it takes a semester to know what a professor is looking for. Okay, I don't I don't know what you know kids who are twenty one do, but this is you know when you're older you kind of get a handle on stuff, right? Well. In my last class, I have a professor that I've never had before. And I was just thinking, that's what a dread. I was already prepping for my last class under the style of this <laughs> teacher. Yeah, I can't use any of that. So uh, bottom line, I was a little bummed. So just pray for me that I just kind of calm it down and just, you know, I'm sure that we'll get through it. And my wife was laughing at me. 
But, you know, it's like the Lord will bring something good from it. Yeah, of course he will. But I wish it was the other teacher because I know exactly what he wants and don't have to think about it. Anyhow, that's probably part of the challenge of growing up uh, in the Lord. One day I'll do that, just not today. Uh, bottom lines will keep me in prayer. And, and then on the website, there there's money, money. If you have uh, opportunity to give, give. We need it. It's just that simple. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemostincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. <laughs> A wheelbarrow fell on somebody. Is that it? <laughs> I think that was an angry swarm of bees. <laughs> swarm of bees. That's it. <laughs> A swarm of bees sounded just like that. Uh, all right, so we're gonna get ready to uh, do history, but before we do, we will uh, repeat our trivia question. Uh, which concerned mother said, "If Jacob takes a wife from among the women of the land, from Hittite women like these, my life will not be worth living." Who said that? If you think you know, reach out to us nine seven two four four five. 0770 or text in 214-210-8483 or send an email david at he must increase.org. In the meantime, we're going to do our history. Let's go All right. Um, <clears throat> today is National Shrimp Scampi Day, and I am like, I love shrimp scampi. It's good stuff. I mean, is that not great? I just love shrimp scampi. It is also National Dance Day, something that uh, I don't do. And just to be really honest, no real Jewish boy who goes to a bar mitzvah knows how to dance. Let's just, I'm just telling you right now. They always have these dan con dance contests. It's like, it should be who's the, the guy that, or the gal that looks the most loony. You know, because there's nothing in it. Uh, it's also National Zipper Day. That's that's relatively important. Uh, today in 1852, the first edition of Peter Raget's uh, Thesaurus was published, which I use that. I love those the different words for different things, especially when you're writing uh, a thesis paper and you have one word like plan and you need to have 19 other words for that because they check and see how often you do repetitive words. It's like, really? Is that important? I guess somehow. Um, 1975, the U.S. Army pulled out of Vietnam on this day. Uh, and then this is a classic. Now, don't get offended when I say it because it's a kind of a mild joke behind it. But on this day in 1944, the Hitler's wedding took place. The German leader, Adolf Hitler, married his mistress, Mistress Eva Braun, they reportedly committed suicide together the following day. And my response was, I guess that marriage was kind of tough then, huh? <laughs> see, because, see, yeah. I, I didn't say it was tasteful, but it was funny. There you go. I'll take it. <clears throat> All right, so let's go on with the <laughs> – right? Kill themselves the next day. But tough marriage. Um, uh, who said – uh, if Jacob takes a wife from among women of the land, from Hittite women like these, my life will not be worth living. All right, let me give you the next phase of what took place. So for me, um, I had this fire that was developing inside of me. So we'll just go long and figure out the breaks and so on and so forth. Don't worry about it. So I had this thing that was inside of me, like this desire to do what I had done in the preaching. Like I had spoken in, in, in at Canto Park in the band shell, and it was just like, I like that. 
It was like something about that. And it wasn't just regular teaching, but it was like that public communication format or something. I, I can't really identify it. And this was the passage that was given to me that really helped me in the early formation of my of my Christian walk. It's Jeremiah 23, 28 and 29. It says, uh, let the prophet who has a dream tell his dream and let the one who has my word speak it faithfully for what has straw to do with grain, declares the Lord. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces. And that while that's for a prophet and while that's for great spokespeople of God, the part that I identified with is it felt like there was a fire in me or a hammer that was beating against a rock and I needed to share or I was going to bust. So part of me getting involved in Christianity became, as the Lord knew it would, uh, a part of who I am. Like, like I really enjoy doing the radio. It's a lot of fun. We have challenges. We have moments. There's some really uh, very important segments that we've done. There's very lighthearted segments that we do, but it's a lot of life. But I love to share it. There's a fire. There's a uh, a rock that's being pounded against with like a hammer. And that's what the Lord was building in me. And I, I tend to believe that what the Lord and and be aware of be aware how I'm saying this, but what the Lord moves in us about in desire is part of His plan for us to be involved in His kingdom ministry wise. In other words, the Lord will put inside of us what we want to get outside of us to to be in connection and partnership with him. God puts that desire in us, and then we want to fulfill that desire, and in doing so, we fulfill this partnership with God. I, I actually believe that it's God who plants the seeds inside of us to have a desire to do anything for his kingdom. I don't think we come to that of our own. I don't think it's just something, you know, there's some basic things that we all need know that we need to do. But the desire part, I believe God puts inside each person because when they're doing it, then they're fulfilling as close as can be here their purpose of creation. And there's just something about it that it's a partnership with God and it's deep inside every one of us, whatever that partnership is. And the Lord will work that in you and use it for his kingdom and his glory, and you'll tend to work at it more because you love it. And so there's just something about that, that there's a, a wisdom in that. I can't give it to you all. I can give you a Philippians 2.13, which talks about that God puts us in to will and to accomplish you know, his purposes. To will is to desire. I think that's true about every Christian, that inside of them is this seed that God puts in them, using Philippians 2.13 as a passage, and, and that desire, like we were talking about with Paul, he loves to disciple, he loves to bring people to that decision for a baptism. That's a great example. He loves it. He's getting so much out of it. Well, that's built into him. He didn't create that. God did. And in God creating it, when he does it, he finds fulfillment in it. That's what I'm talking about. That's what was happening to me on the inside. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but it's true. <laughs> and so I go with that. All right, so what we'll do is we'll take a break, and then we'll come back, and then i got to finish up on this. And believe me, there's 
265,000 more chapters to go. So don't worry. I'll never run out of material. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here. Do we do trivia, by the way? We did not do trivia. We didn't do trivia. Wait, hold on. Stop the music. Stop the music. Did we answer the trivia? We didn't answer the trivia. The answer is Rebecca. That means, by the way, uh, uh, a, a snare. Her name is a snare. So the woman who said, I'm going to kill myself, did you say it that way? That's Rebecca. Okay, now we can exit. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Today is Have a Bad Day Day. I don't, I don't know. Have a bad day day. Somebody had to take the time to name a day a bad day. I, I, I don't know. I think it's also National Men's Day, so that kind of works. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Um, Play Monopoly Day is also a holiday that some people like. And then uh, World Toilet Day. Okay. I'm not even going to. Nah, not touch, nah, not even close. Not even going to touch that. For those that want to know, this is the stuff I like. <laughs> this is what you get when you listen to the show. On this day in 1959, the Edsel was discontinued. That might be interesting. But this is what's fascinating. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and his friends premiered on this day in 1959. See, that... That's important. I hated that cartoon. Did you really hate Horrible. that cartoon? Okay. Horrible. I liked it. Uh, I always thought, you know, the Russians did it. Do you remember when they were going Natasha through Natasha and <laughs> yeah. Boris. They were going through this whole thing with Donald Trump and that whole thing, and people kept dropping in these uh, memes with the, the – it was so <laughs> funny. I mean, it was some pretty funny stuff. Uh, and I will tell you one last thing, and we'll get into the teaching. We'll do trivia in the next segment. Uh, I will let you know that my wife and I got into a discussion l- last night. As we were watching television, as we were watching a show, while we're working on stuff together, and I don't have the answer, so I'm going to ask Wonder Julie. And if you call in for a trivia, you might be able to give us the answer. But we're watching a show, and in the show, there's all these people that are skydiving. And uh, uh, then the last guy goes, and uh, and I tried to say, well, it looks like he skydived. And then I was like, well, that doesn't sound right, skydived, because that's past tense. And then skydove. And then that didn't sound right. And then sky divin, and that doesn't sound right. Uh, sky divid, that doesn't sound right. Sky div, jump out. I mean, what is the past tense of skydived? It just seems weird. It seems like it's a weird. Do you have any idea what it is? I don't know. I never would jump out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> It was one of those things we looked at each other and laughed because we're like, like, I don't even know the answer to this. My English is so bad. I can't even figure out how to give me the past tense. I mean, sky dove, <laughs> but it just seems like a weird word. Eh, maybe it's me. Uh, that's what happens when uh, they, uh, you know, experiment with you when drugs, when you're like one year old. Try this on him. Try this on him. That was me. All right. Let's go into Romans chapter five, verse three. Poor, poor Wonder Julie's going, what happened to you? Nothing. It's the same idiotic me. Hey, I leave you alone for one day, and the wheels come off. Yeah, the wheels. The wheels on the bus go round and round. If Jesus was like me, 
It seemed oh, like oh, an there it goes. Oh, my Bible was on the little switch that said cough. That's so funny. All right, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where Captain Chris and I are ready for Friday to be over. Let me just tell you. So I closed my Bible, and I put it right next to me, and there's a little cough button. So if I go like this, <coughs> it's supposed to watch, watch. See, so you can't hear. See, that's the whole point. But I put my Bible on that button. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. I told him two words for me, therapy. Uh, what, what, which patriarch said to God, if only Ishmael might live under your blessing? If only Ishmael might live under your blessing. Who said that? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And you can also send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We will give the trophy today to, of course, Joy Ann and Cordelia for always being right on all the trivia questions and being first on everyone. Very good job, ladies. That is because thou art wise. Like I used the thou. I don't know. Uh, that's the trivia question. Who said, most people should know this, by the way, who said, if only Ishmael might live under your blessing. Who said that to God? Uh, again, if you think you know, 972-445-0770, uh, is the text. Keep in mind that to hear the pod, if there's anything you want to hear, you can hear it on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you can uh, listen to it on Edify, you can listen to it on TuneIn, any of those. You can listen through your apps, through this, through that. On the website also is uh, something that says the last week's shows, and that gives you the last 10 uh, hours of the show on there as well. And uh, that's all working, and the loading up's going okay, right? It's not not that bad, right? Okay, because I got the system figured out pretty good. Uh, and then last uh, but not least, go to the website just because there's encouraging stuff on there, and then there's a place to give. So we're talking about the, the testimony in my next phase. And keep in mind, I've never really flushed out the way I've done this testimony before. So this is all brand new, the way I'm doing it and just sharing it with you. is kind of uh, head notes, and I haven't used them once, so I guess that— it really doesn't work. But the big thing I want to tell you is once I figured out that I had this uh, pounding inside of me that I really wanted to share uh, and proclaim and, and teach and whatever that capacity is, I still was a long, 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 long way away. Okay, that's a nice way to say I was being unwilling to be used by God, but there was so much I didn't know and so much I had to grow up in and so much I had to figure out. The first thing I had to figure out uh, was something I had shared with you guys earlier the last time I shared my testimony, and that was I wasn't even sure if I was going to make it. And I had that dream where I was standing in the throne room and God had his arm around me and he was telling me all the things I did in my life. And that was a very significant moment because it gave me encouragement to to not give up. And it just gave me the, the understanding that the Lord's working with me in the process. And what you and I need to understand in Christianity is it is not uh, a religious system of the definition by Webster for uh, religion is system made by man, blah, blah, blah. It gives you all these definitions. That has gotten, that is so untrue. It's just unfair. I understand that it's considered a world religion, but it's considered a world religion by the world. Okay. I'd like to point that out. God doesn't consider it that way. And that's therein lies the big thing. God is, is 
committing this process of a relationship with humanity, and it is, dear human race, Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21, love God. And so in this process of growing up in the Lord and starting to dive into the Word, wanting more of the Word because the love of Jesus Christ is becoming more and more real, I needed direction. We did not yet know the four musketeers, uh, Larry, Bruce, Billy, and I, that we needed to really attend church or anything, right? Because keep in mind, we're coming out of temple, the Jewish temple, and we hated that. <laughs> Let's not be weird about it. It's like, ew, who wants to go back to that, right? So at the very beginning of the Christian walk that we all had, we were each other's fellowship. We were very close to one another. And we would pray together, not even knowing we were supposed to pray in the name of Jesus. Somebody would say, we would say in the name of Jesus. We'd go, why'd you say that? I mean, we had no idea all of these different things. But the Lord walked with us, and how he communicated to me that kept me going was the only way I could process. And that was, for me, through dreams, and I know it's so weird to hear that, but for me, I you know, I've had uh, probably 10 dreams throughout my Christian walk, maybe 12 that are just they're just lights out life-changing or they're just reaffirming. I had one dream where there's spiritual warfare. You ever had these dreams? I know a lot of you have. Where there's uh you, you see like an army and there there are all of these demons in all of these cars and they're running and you know it's an army of demons and there's warfare and in the dream you're trying to say, you're trying to speak, you can't speak, you can't speak. And then finally I said, Jesus and they all disappeared like a vapor. You don't think that made an impression on me? Like, wow, right? But the thing that really moved me really deeper and deeper in, and this is why I just want you to be sensitive to how the Lord communicates to you and be aware of that, was that dream when I said to the Lord, what do I need? I just know I'm lacking. I've shared this before, but it's such a powerful dream for me. Uh, I, I just knew I was lacking. And then that night I had a dream that Billy, Bruce, Larry, and I were at uh, Denny's. That's how specific it is. And then I, the, the waitress gave us all a menu, and I opened up my menu, and it said today's special on the menu, which it used to say on Denny's menus. And then it said uh, today's special, uh, just what you need, Dave, and just what you're lacking. Right in the menu. I'm not even kidding you. I opened up the flap. It said more faith. Closed the menu and said, okay, I'm done. <laughs> right? And you think, oh, my goodness, that's just such a bizarre. Yeah, but guess what? God was speaking to me through a dumb dream at Denny's on a menu. I don't know. I mean, there's all the little spiritual things you can do. Uh, well, because it's Denny's and it's food and you're being served and it's the word. and this. Yeah, none of that was true. It was, this is what I needed. The Lord told me what I needed. I'm so stupid. I need it so spelled out. Not kind of spelled out, so spelled out that it has to be repeated back to me. Here, Dave, this is what you need. This, Dave, and this is what you're lacking. You know, it's like just what I had prayed. It's like God has to answer it exactly that way, or I'll be like going, huh? <laughs> right? More faith. And when I shared that with Bear, uh, Bruce, Billy, and Larry, and we decided we we're going to start believing God for really radical things. Not just believe that you pray that something may or may not happen. We were going to start believing and doing things that were just crazy. 
like witnessing to prostitutes on Van Buren when the pimps were threatening to kill us. Why not? If we live for Jesus and then we died in that process, isn't that the whole point? Isn't that what the faith is? It wasn't until we got older and churchized that we found out, well, you're not really supposed to do that. Really? Because that's what Jesus did. You see what, what happens is we become so astute and professional in our Christianity that now it becomes churchianity. Thank you. It's like, that's just terrible. Sounds like Fraser Crane in that the Fraser thing. is like, uh, it's way off. We should just be passionate for the Lord. These radically ridiculous people, not worried about being dignified. Can you imagine when, 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 David's wife mentioned that he wasn't dignified. You know, God got so mad at her, he closed her womb. It's like, yeah, we shouldn't say stuff like that. <laughs> Just let the people be the people that God's made them to be. Yeah? All right. We got our trivia question that I have to answer. Ha <laughs> uh, Which patriarch said, if only Ishmael might live under your blessing? And that answer, of course, is Abraham. And uh, that's nice that he wanted uh, Ishmael to fulfill the promise of God. And yet again, God said, wrong. If Abraham could be wrong, we can be wrong, right? I mean, that's part of it. And yet still God loves us and loves him. And that's a big part of it. All right. So hopefully some of this has been a blessing. Maybe it'll process you to make you think and even act more in line with the faith that you and I were called to, okay? Take our break, then we'll come back next weekend, or next week. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 72-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll be back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.